Canto 18 of The Tour of Dr. Syntax in Search of the Picturesque by William Coombe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Adrian Pretzelis. Canto 18. Let grandeur blush, and think how few of all the many coloured crew, the motley group of fools and knaves, who hourly prove themselves its slaves, however fashion gilds the dress, attain the expected happiness. How seldom is to greatness known that pure and unembittered lot, which often cheers the peasant's cot. Let grandeur blush, and blushing own, the hallowed bliss, the nameless charm, that decorates the fertile farm. Thus Syntax pondered as his eye surveyed the cheerful family who round the breakfast-table seated, with one accord his entrance greeted. At the same time they all expressed much sorrow that their reverend guest had ordered Grizzle to the door in order to pursue his tour. "'Doctor, I'm grieved so soon to part,' burst from the yeoman's friendly heart. Yet hope whene'er you this way come, you'll not forget this is your home. You see how we poor farmers live, a welcome's all we have to give. But that's sincere, so come and try. A few kind words were the reply. Syntax once more his beast bestrode, he bade farewell, and off he rode. Now nature's beauties caught his eye, arrayed in gay simplicity, and as he passed the road along, the blackbird's note, the thrush's song, with musical and native mirth, seemed to do homage to his worth. The varied landscape here combined to fascinate the eye and mind, to charm the gazer's every sense from the commanding eminence. The expanding plain, with plenty crowned, diffuses health and fragrance round, while on a lofty, craggy height a castle rises to the sight which, in its day of strength and pride, the arms of threatening foes defied. Beneath the mouldering abode, in mazy course, a rivulet flowed, and free from the tempestuous gale its silent stream refreshed the vale. The vale the scattered hamlet cheered, and many a straw-roofed cot appeared, while smiling groups at every door spoke grief a stranger to the poor. With pious thought and eye serene, Syntax surveyed the enchanting scene, and thus in grateful mood began, So deals the omnipotent with man. Such are thy gifts, all gracious power, To us the creatures of an hour. And yet how oft we barter these, And oft we risk our health and ease. Thy best bequest, thy choicest treasure, For follies which we misname pleasure. And slaves to vanity and art, Check the best feelings of the heart. How the scene charms the ravished eye, I cannot, will not pass it by, he said, and from his pocket took his pencil and his sketching book, 
while Grizzle, in contented mood, close by her busy master stood. When clouds of dust proclaimed the approach of something, Syntax deemed a coach. Four wheels, in truth, it had to boast, although what it resembled most were hard to say. Suffice, uh, this tub was built in London, where a club, eclept four-horse, is now the rage, and famed for whims in equipage. Dashers, who once a month assemble, make creditors and coachmen tremble, and, dressed in colours vastly fine, drive to some public-house to dine, there game and drink and swear, and then drive in disorder back again. Now Syntax, with some kind of fear, beheld the vehicle draw near, and, like her master, Grizzle, too, was far from happy at the view, for a long whip had caught her eye, moving about most rapidly, though little thought the hapless nag, the joke which the exalted wag, who held the reins with skilful hand, against both mare and master planned. But now the curious doctor spied the emblem of patrician pride, which on the panels of the coach proclaimed a noble lord's approach. Nay, as the facts will plainly prove it, it was a noble lord who drove it. For tis well known to men of rank that lords will sometimes play a prank, and thus indulge themselves in jokes as low as those of vulgar folks but tis not easy to express the wild surprise, the deep distress which Syntax felt when this same lord aimed at his back the flaunting cord, and when the whip, with skilful turn, was ill applied to Grizzle's stern, that stern, enough to make one shudder, which we all know had lost its rudder, her rage appeared in either eye, and then she neighed indignantly, which seemed she as when erst she bore a trumpeter to fields of gore, when in the battle's heat at large she led whole squadrons to the charge. Thus Syntax, as she scoured the plain, indulged the moralizing strain. Can I in this foul conduct scan the peer or well-bred gentleman? Or rather must not virtue frown on such a high-born titled clown. Thus, then, do nobles play the fool? A conduct which at my poor school, if among my boys it dare appear, if they should ape that monkey there, they for their fun should pay full dearly, I'd whip the blackguards most severely. But I'll not waste another word upon this vulgar booby lord, for I have something else to do and Grizzle, what's become of you? A farmer's well-stored barn hard by attracted her observing eye, where many a truss of fragrant hay induced the prudent beast to stay. Meanwhile her discontented master, reflecting on the late disaster, paced slowly on, brimful of care, and wondered who had got his mare. Indeed, he feared she might be found within the precincts of a pound. But soon his quadruped he saw, up to her girths in hay and straw. 
while he who owned the neighbouring farm prepared to raise his weighty arm and having just observed the theft brandished a horsewhip right and left alas it cannot be denied to lay about on grizzle's hide syntax beheld the harsh intent forbear he cried the punishment why make her feel the chastising thong she knows not she is doing wrong forgive my warmth but truly sir this suits not with the character of one who treads the british ground a land for justice so renowned i'll pay for all the straw that's wasted and all the hay that she has tasted your courtesy i now invoke so name the cost and spare the stroke the farmer paused as by a charm and dropped at once the uplifted arm forgive me sir for what he cried cannot indeed be justified but for my haste i'll make amends so let us now good sir be friends that is my house you'll enter there and thomas take the doctor's mare come reverence sir i'll lead the way the doctor did not disobey and soon was met with welcome glee by all the farmer's family at length some business of the day summoned the honest host away so syntax thought he'd look about to find some curious object out when lo a dairy met his view where full of cream in order due the pans the bowls the jugs were placed which tempted the divine to taste but he found something better there a village damsel young and fair attracted his admiring eye who as he entered heaved a sigh now syntax as we all must know ne'er heard a sigh or tale of woe but instant wished to bring relief to dry the tear and soothe the grief come here sweet girl he softly said tell me your cares be not afraid come here and seat you by my side you'll find in me a friendly guide relate your sorrows tell the truth what is it does some perjured youth unfaithful to his promise prove nor make the fond returns of love tis so i see but raise your eye on me my pretty girl reply you have my tenderest sympathy again i say your grief in part you've gained an interest in my heart for well i know the pangs they prove who grieve for unrequited love the listening mother who had heard love talked of kindled at the word and rushing in expressed her rage for shame for shame while hoary age whitens your head i see your eyes beaming with iniquity begone you old you wanton goat your heart is black as is your coat a parson too may heaven forgive the wicked age in which we live i'll go and tell my honest spouse the snake he harbours in his house he'll give such hypocrites their due i'll warrant it and off she flew the host arrived but by that time the false alarm the imputed crime nancy had ventured to unfold and mother now had ceased to scold while the rude anger turned to mirth they all confess the doctor's worth the doctor was soon upon the table 
and Grizzle feeding in the stable, while joyful Syntax once again forgot past accidents and pain, and when night came reposed his head in peace upon the welcome bed. But ne'er did he to sleep consign his weary limbs, till to the shrine of heaven he had addressed the prayer which ever finds admittance there. End of Canto 18